fellow podcasters, this is Juliana once again with an installment of Is This Actually Healthy? For my regular listeners, you know what this show is by now. But for those of you who don't, the goal of this show is to guide you to make healthier dietary choices in practical ways by asking the right questions. If you're thinking you have to spend years of your life studying nutrition and exercise to make improvements in your life, you're probably in despair thinking that you don't possibly have the time. Fortunately, I have put in the work, and the highlights of my knowledge are what I pass along to you in each episode. So you're in the right place if you want to get the most out of your journey, and I'm glad you're listening wherever it is you are. This segment and the following episodes have a new theme. We finished covering the fundamental base knowledge on macronutrients, and now I want to spend some time on the practical side of things with some case studies. Through these episodes, we will really dig into more on how to choose a healthier blank. So you can critically think of the steps you can do to get healthier foods in your grocery cart and in your stomach. I want to revisit the is this actually healthy spectrum, which I introduced in episode one, but haven't found my way back to yet. Don't worry, I'll describe this spectrum to you since as my listeners, you aren't actually seeing the visual. Essentially, this is a line stretching from left to right, in which one end of the spectrum, I'll say the left, represents unhealthy foods, and the other end is healthy foods. However, you really can't just toss food choices in one bin or the other. Foods never, or foods need to be placed in the middle area between the two extremes to rank and compare them based on how far apart they are on the spectrum. Essentially, we want to say that this option is healthier than this option, but maybe less healthy than this other option, and so on. Anyway, this series is how to choose a healthier blank. For this episode, let's present a case study to examine how you could choose a healthy breakfast cereal by ranking your options. I know most people out there turn to cereal as a quick breakfast option. After all, when you go to the grocery store, there's a whole aisle dedicated to cereal, And alarmingly, this cereal aisle can be a minefield full of cringingly unhealthy allures in brightly colored boxes. Thus, I can find no better way to start off this segment of the show. Cereal in general is supposed to be a healthy start to your day. Not only does it require zero meal prep, but it consists of grains, typically corn, oats, rice, or wheat, that are fortified with vitamins and minerals and formed into crunchy, irresistible bits that go well with milk. In fact, there are some micronutrients like B vitamins, iron, and zinc that are difficult to obtain from other sources. All commercial sources or commercial cereals are fortified, which is a plus, so you're consuming these no matter which option you pick. However, you're consuming these nutrients with a certain calorie load, and cereals can be quite high calorie if you choose one with high amounts of sugar. Unfortunately, this is almost all of them, which is why we tend to crave cereal over, say, carrot sticks in the morning. The Eat This, Not That website recommends that you should try to choose a cereal with at least 3 grams of fiber and no more than 10 grams of sugar per one cup serving, which I would say that this is a good rule. Okay, so let's imagine in our heads the most popular cereals in America. A survey done by Kiplinger.com reports the following. The first and most popular cereal is Plain Cheerios. Second, Honey Nut Cheerios. Third, Frosted Flakes. Fourth, Honey Bunches of Oats. Five, 
Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Six, Lucky Charms. Seven, Fruit Loops. Eight, Frosted Mini Wheats. I'll end the list there because that's plenty to go on here. And although different surveys give slightly different results, I will stick to this one to go through the rest of this segment. The good news is that the number one choice, plain Cheerios, is actually one of the good options. It's made of 100% whole grain oats. It only has 100 calories per serving. This is a good option for someone watching their breakfast calories, but still wants to feel like they had a substantial portion of food. Better yet, there's only one gram of added sugar per serving. If you eat this with some high-protein soy milk, for example, then you have a nice balanced breakfast. I would put this over on the right end of the spectrum in the healthy section. Moving on to number two, or number one, based on which report you read, I'll stick to the order from the survey, as I mentioned previously. Honey Nut Cheerios are the same as the first option, but with some added flavor. This does make a bit of a difference. For instance, we now have a bit more sugar, which gives them that delicious taste, although the calorie content is still similar. So we can put this cereal pretty close to regular Cheerios on our ranking list, but push them a little more over to the left. Cereal number three is where things start to get more interesting. With one serving of Frosted Flakes, we're now up to 140 calories per serving, in which all of these extra calories come from sugar. Now there are 14 grams of sugar per serving, compared to the one gram of sugar in the plain Cheerios. This is close to a third of your daily value for the whole day. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, for example, also has a similarly high amount of sugar, and most breakfast cereals are comparable to these two. Actually, almost any commercial cereal you can think of, especially those targeted towards kids, will have around 30% of the total calorie content coming from sugar alone, with little fiber or protein to counterbalance it. Okay, so if you're eating one of these bad options every day, which are hanging out on the left of the healthy spectrum, you can now see that there are other better options that you can switch to. I think a dead giveaway for how healthy a cereal will be is where sugar appears on the ingredients list, since ingredients are listed by the order of prevalence in the food. Even if whole grain oats is the first ingredient, be skeptical if sugar appears right there as number two. That's a warning flag that the cereal may be a sugar bomb. You do not just have to choose between the mainstream cereals either, and many of the healthier options out there don't even make the list. For instance, um, Great Grains, Quaker Oat Squares, and Special K cereals, or others that are typically found on the top shelf, are much better options and have higher fiber, more protein, and whole grains per serving. I would recommend any of these. They may not stand out as much in the breakfast aisle as the others that draw you in with colorful boxes and cartoon characters, but really a more boring box could be an indicator that this one is actually better for you. Plain Quaker Oat Squares, I would put ahead of the plain Cheerios on the healthy end of the spectrum. However, you don't just have to choose the cereal at the very top of the spectrum in order to make an improvement. You can make changes just by switching from the Frosted Flakes to the Honey Nut Cheerios, or from the Lucky Charms to the Special K. With hundreds of cereals out there, there's a lot of room for experimentation and choosing something healthier in your own way. Just always visualize in your mind how you can compare each option and rank them appropriately. Okay, I hope you can wrap your head around all that. I know that was a lot of talk. 
I'll go ahead and end this episode here and I will continue this case study series in the next episode. Stay tuned and if this is the first episode you've listened to and you liked it, do go back and start the show from the beginning. Please subscribe to this channel wherever you're streaming from and leave a review to help this show reach the ears of more people out there. I am wishing you all the best. Until next time.